0: Hey friend, today's episode does come with a bit of a trigger warning. This might be an episode that you might want to pop your earbuds in for and probably an episode that you might not want to be listening to in the car with your kids around. So heads up, here's your warning right now. And before we do get started, I just want to remind you that if you are listening to this on the date of release, you still have just over a week to grab your spot in the Weight loss framework at an amazing discount. The link to the weight loss framework is in the show notes. Right now, if you are listening to this in real time, you can go and grab yourself 40% off by using the code that is also in the show notes. You have until the 15th of November to grab that amazing offer, get somebody to buy it for you for Christmas, and make sure you actually get a present that you actually want this year. Go and grab your spot by clicking the link in the show notes. Use the discount code that is also in the show notes to get yourself 40% off. If you are listening to this after the 15th of December, you can still grab a spot on the weight loss framework. Go to the link in the show notes and it will take you through. Okay, let's get started on today's episode. Like I said, this is definitely probably an episode that you are gonna want to pop your earbuds in for or listen when the kids are not around. Welcome to the Productive Mum podcast. I'm SJ, mum, former teacher, cycling fanatic, fitness coach, life coach, nutrition coach, and lover of Jesus. I am here to encourage and empower Christian women to live their healthiest and most productive life. Mama, raise your hand if you are fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy, you're frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can actually stick with, and you drink too much coffee because you're tired by 3 p.m. every single day. If you're ready to reclaim your energy, your time, and show the world and your daughter that getting healthy and feeling great doesn't have to come at the expense of time, frustration, or overwhelm, and that empowered living starts with making the right choices every single day, and that you are not defined by a dress size or a number on the scale, then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dive in. Hey friend, how are you doing? Okay, today's episode might be a bit triggering for some of you. I'm gonna be talking about depression, postnatal depression. I'm also gonna be talking about suicide. So we like to get real on this show and I want to keep things as honest, but this might not be the episode for you right now. But that being said, often when I do these episodes, they are the episodes that somebody needs to hear. And this is the time that I felt was right to go through this episode to talk to you about this topic because... It's five years ago. My daughter is now over five. It's five years ago since I really started to struggle with postnatal depression. So we're going to dig into the signs and symptoms that you might have postnatal depression. I'm going to be talking about my experience, and then I'm going to be sharing the top two things that I do on a daily basis to stay on top and look after my mental health. But I am going to add a bit of a caveat in here because, of course, I am not a medical professional. And if you feel that this is something that you are struggling with, you should absolutely make sure that you go and get some professional help. Go and see a medical professional. Speak to somebody. Reach out to somebody. Go and speak to a therapist if you feel that is something that is going to be right for you. This podcast is not designed to replace medical advice, it is me just being open and honest and talking about something that I experienced in the hope that if you are in the same place it is going to help you to take the steps that you need to take to get help. Okay, so as I alluded to a few moments ago, it's five years really almost to the day since I accepted and came to terms with and realised that I was really struggling with postnatal depression. Now my daughter Chloe was born in July of 2017 and like many mums I was like tired, I was exhausted and I was you know like life was so different like it is when you have a newborn and I think it's really important to remember that there really is a key difference between postnatal depression and the baby blues. And it is common for us to feel down, to feel te- to feel tearful, sorry, anxious after we've had a baby. But normally, if you do any reading about postnatal depression and the difference between postnatal and uh, depression and the baby blues is that the baby blues tend to like move on they you sort of come out of that period after a couple of weeks and the difference between the baby blues and postnatal depression is that the postnatal depression it kind of creeps up on you and for so many of us it is something that we don't realize that we have until we come to like a real point, a real sort of crossroads where something happens and you realise that you are not in a good place or perhaps somebody says something to you and asks you the question or maybe you are a mum who has had a baby perhaps within the past year or couple of years and you're still not feeling yourself and maybe this podcast is the the push or the nudge that you need to think oh my goodness like maybe this is me and maybe I need to go and get some help. I always find these episodes quite vulnerable but for me sat here in my spare room in like the UK if somebody if this episode is for you and this episode helps just one person it really does make my discomfort all worth it. Because if I had heard something like this podcast when I was going through this really difficult time after I'd had Chloe, then it would have really helped me. And I think it would have helped me firstly in the fact that it would have made me feel like I wasn't the only one. And I think this is one of the big problems that we have as women with postnatal depression, with anxiety, with any kind of mental health condition that we might have is that people don't talk about it. And I remember going to these baby groups and these mums just sitting there and just being like, yeah, everything's amazing. My baby sleeps and, you know, she eats and everything's wonderful. And I'm, you know, and I'm sat there like feeling like some kind of failure, like I was getting everything wrong, I was tired, I was exhausted, I, my daughter was waking up every couple of hours to feed and I was just not in a great place, I didn't know who I was, I just was a mess, like in all honesty, like I look back now and (laughs) I just I don't recognise myself and the reason that I've sort of wanted to talk about this today on this episode because it is five years since we hit a real trigger point for me when it came to my mental health when I was postpartum. Now for us as a family it came to a head one particular evening where I had got up in the night with Curry. I was doing what I was usually doing with her, just like feeding her, making sure that her nappy was changed and everything. And I just remember looking at her and this moment of thinking, this baby would be so much better off without me. Like I'm not a good parent. I'm not good for anybody. And it took me to a really, really dark place where I was thinking very seriously about taking my own life. And God, Holy Spirit, whatever it was in that moment, where I was in that really, really dark place feeling that everybody in my family would be better off with me without me. I burst into tears. I ran up the stairs with Curry and gave Curry to Tim and I just said to him, Tim, I need some help and I'm really not in a good place. I'm really thinking about hurting myself. And he just sat with me and I cried and I cried and I cried and cried. And we had, we had held Chloe. And I mean, bless him, he did everything that he could in that moment just to make sure that I was safe. And the next day, I took myself to the doctor and I was really honest and I said look I'm not in a good place, I am really struggling with my own mental health, I'm thinking about hurting myself and he went through the process that the GPs normally do and he was incredibly good with me and from that meeting we then put some strategies in place that were going to help and support me and I'll talk about a few of those um, in a minute but it's important to remember with depression postnatal depression sometimes it can be something that creeps up on you and I knew that I was tired I knew that I was a new mum and you know your emotions and your hormones are all over the place but I think it's important to remember that if these feelings like carry on for an extended period of time now Chloe was born in July and that night came to a head at the end of October so we were a good few months nearly three months down the line where I was still really struggling and that is a massive indicator that there's something not quite right so if you're feeling like this sadness and low mood for a long period of time then that is a bit of a warning sign if you're lacking, like if you're struggling to find enjoyment and that you're just not interested in life, or the wider world, then that can be a massive sign as well. And if you're, and this is this is one of the one of the problems when it comes to being mum, a mum, is they talk about depression as having like a lack of energy and feeling tired and struggling to sleep. Well, that's basically what life is like when you have a newborn, isn't it? But I think one of the big things as well is this like lack of wanting to look after yourself. Now, there's so many jokes out there about, you know, like not being able to wash your hair as a new mum and, you know, like space and all of that sort of thing. But if you're in a place where you really don't care, then that is a big sign that you are not in a great place too. Perhaps somebody is saying to you, "Look, I'll hold the baby and you can go go and have a shower." And you're just like, "No, I don't want to." you know, because you don't want to look after yourself, you don't feel perhaps that you're worth looking after. And, you know, perhaps you might be withdrawing and not talking to people and avoiding like contact with your friends and with your family. If you find that you're, you know, just wanting to be left alone all the time, that can be a sign that you are depressed and perhaps you are struggling with, with postnatal depression if this is something that's happening after you have had a baby. And it's important to remember with postnatal depression that it can hit you like a year, two years after you have had your baby. So it's not necessarily something that creeps up on you straight away. And like I said I when I came to this point this like crisis point for me where I was thinking about taking my own life it was nearly three months after I had had Chloe and all of these things had been sort of like creeping up and uh, you know I wasn't noticing them I was I wasn't living near my family Tim was really busy on the farm and I really didn't have any support. I didn't have any like help with curry and it was just so many things like creeping up on me but I didn't realize that that was happening. Now depression is something that can happen to anybody and when it comes to postnatal depression I read a, a, a statistic that 13 million women suffer with postnatal depression across the globe. So you are not alone. You're not alone if you're struggling with postnatal depression. You are not alone if you are struggling with any kind of depression. It is really, really common. And there are so many people who are in the same boat as you. But the big problem that we have in our society is that we don't talk about it. We feel ashamed. We feel like we're weak. And, you know, it really is something that is so normal and so common, but we don't talk about it. You know, like if we go and hurt or break her arm, we go and see a doctor and we get it fixed. And when it comes to depression, postnatal depression, It's so common and it doesn't mean that there is anything wrong with you. It's just that probably there are some chemicals, some hormones that are off in your body, that are off in your brain and you just need a bit of extra help. Now, my first step in taking help in that crisis moment was I did go and speak to Tim, <laughs> my other half, and bless him, you know, he he did what he could and, you know, he told me he loved me and he supported me, but I needed somebody and I needed more than that. And that was why the next day I took myself to the doctor and he took me through a number of different, like, sort of um, tests and um like checklists and that sort of thing as as they do and he was going through and making sure that I was safe he was asking me if I had thought about hurting myself about hurting my baby and yes I'd thought about hurting myself but not Chloe in any way shape or form because for me I just felt like I was failing everybody so what we did was we put in a plan of action to look after me because I was doing so much to look after Chloe but I wasn't I wasn't looking after myself and that was why I was struggling so much so one of the things that we did first of all was he did give me a prescription for antidepressants And he put me on to, so he referred me for some talking therapy so that I could have a counsellor and somebody to talk to. And the other thing that we did was he, he basically told me to go and stay with my parents. And I remember the conversation so well because I said to him, I don't want to be a burden on my parents. And he said, well, imagine this was Chloe and you were her mum and she was going through this point right now what would you want her to do and I said well of course I would want her to come and stay with me and for me to look after her and he said I am sure if your mum loves you that she would want the same for you and so I picked up the phone and I I spoke to my mum I told her what was going on and Curry and I went and stayed with my mum and dad For quite a long period of time and during that time my mum and dad looked after me, they fed me, (laughs) they did my washing for me and all I had to do was focus on looking after Chloe and that really was like the best help that I got. And I stayed with them for a good few weeks. I think I stayed with them for a month initially. And then what I would do over a period of time was I would go home and be back at home for maybe a week. And then I would then go back and go and stay with my parents for a couple of weeks. And it just kind of like eased me back into being on my own with Curry, like being back at home, but then also then having some respite again and making sure that I was being like, looking after myself, and I had support around me. Now, like the reason I had to do this was because we didn't have like a support network around us. Like Tim's a farmer. He was working like crazy, crazy hours. He was so busy and we didn't have like, his family were not supportive and not helpful to us. So I needed to go to be around my family who would look after me and make sure that I was okay. So really what I'm sort of saying to you is, The key thing when it comes to like depression, postnatal depression. The way that you're going to come out the other side of this, and I I say this looking back on this after five years now, the way that you're going to come out of it is first of all by acknowledging that something isn't right. And you shouldn't feel ashamed that you are in that place. Like it's so normal, it's so common, but just people just don't admit it. You've got to kind of come to accept that something isn't right. And then you need to ask for help and you are probably going to need to get help from more than one person you're probably going to need like the support of your friends and your family around you and you're probably going to need to go and get some professional help and i did those two things and then you need to start looking after yourself and this comes on to the second part of this episode where there were two things that I really took ownership of. Once I was staying with my mum and dad and I had a bit more support and I had people looking after me, there were two things that I could really start to sort of take control of, if you like, and sort of, you know, get a handle on that really I knew, I knew that they were gonna make a difference to me, um, but they were things that I just wasn't doing because I didn't have the time because I was looking after a baby on my own all the time. And those two things were my fitness and my nutrition. And you know, like we're on a health and fitness podcast, I talk about health and fitness and weight loss and the importance of exercise and nutrition. But those were the two things that once I'd accepted that something wasn't right and I'd asked for help from a professional and from my family, those were the two things that I then took back control of which made a huge impact on the way that I felt and they are the two things that I have to stay on top of to make sure that I am in a good place And those two things are exercise and nutrition and i don't really need to tell you why they're so important because if you've listened to these other episodes of me talking about exercise and nutrition or you're one of my students who has been through the weight loss framework you know you know this stuff and the real key thing particularly to think about is Yes, these things are hard. Yes, it means that you have to like build routines and change habits, but those are the things that are gonna keep you in a good place. Like physically, of course, they're gonna keep you in a good place, but they are gonna keep you in a good place mentally. Now, just as a reminder, when it comes to exercise, there is so much evidence out there that proves that exercise helps symptoms of depression because the exercise (laughs) releases those feel-good endorphins you know what I what I mean you know it don't you you know that at the end of a workout you always feel better you always feel good and it's those feel-good endorphins that are moving around your body and of course like when you're postpartum you know, at different points in your life, that exercise is gonna look different. And it really is about figuring out what sort of exercise is gonna work and gonna be the right type of exercise for you. And obviously the exercise that you do just after you've had a baby is gonna look different from the exercise that you do in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s. You know, it's always going to be different. And that's why actually working with a coach and a trainer like me is a really good way of making sure that you're doing the right exercise that is helping you physically and also mentally and you know you could start like if if you're if you haven't exercised for a while if you are postpartum you know that exercise starts with going outside and that was one of the big things for me that was really impactful was going outside, making sure that I was getting some daylight (laughs) because, like, you know, we're coming into winter here in the UK and we know what it's like when it's dark and rainy and miserable. So going outside and making sure that you are getting some fresh air and you are seeing some sunlight because it's so easy when you're feeling down to just curl up on the sofa and shut the curtains and put the TV on and pretend that the world doesn't exist. But getting up and getting dressed and going outside, put your kids in a pushchair, go for a walk and get some sunshine. And I mean, that always helps babies anyway, doesn't it? They always say that you should get babies outside in the buggy. All kids need to be outside regardless of what age they are. Go and get some exercise, Go and get some fresh air because that's going to have a huge impact on your mental health. Now, one of the things that I also did at this time was I started to like find online workouts and I joined a online community of people, of women doing workouts and that was an online like streaming service. I talk about this this all the time. And I became part of that community. I started doing some postpartum workouts. I was in a group of other women who were mums like me. And we supported each other through facebook groups and we were doing workouts together and we were doing like online workouts via zoom together and that sort of thing and that's something i still do it's still a really important part of my daily life using that platform using those workouts those workouts look different now to the workouts that i was doing just after i'd had chloe but they're still a really key part of my daily routine and the women in that community are really such an important part of my daily routine and if that's something that you think might be beneficial to you drop me a message my emails in the show notes I'll show you the one that I use come and be part of our community we would love for you to join us we're having so much fun at the moment doing a workout which is a mixture of of like sculpting but also some aerobics but it's all really good fun like dancey high energy like just just really joyful to be completely honest with you and I really enjoy getting up in the morning and doing this workout but I enjoy it because I'm surrounded by other people who are doing the same as me so if that's something that sounds like you might be want to be part of then click the link in the show notes send me an email and we can get that sorted and you can come and join us so exercise of course is really important nutrition is your other thing and this is the other thing that i know that i have to stay on top of when it comes to looking after and protecting my mental health because if i go through a period where i am not eating well I'm relying on junk food, I'm relying on sugar to keep me going through the day, then my mental health goes down and I go into a bad, I can go into quite a negative place. So making sure that you are looking after yourself when it comes to your, your nutrition is going to help your mental health as well. Now there are so much information out there in terms of the gut brain link and what goes on in your gut and how it impacts your brain, your cognitive ability, your ability to concentrate. And two of the real important things that you can change that are going to have an impact when it comes to your nutrition. Number one, you know it, you know it, (laughs) it's going to be reducing the refined sugars in your diet. So cutting out or, you know, cutting back on the sweets, the chocolates, those sorts of things that have got high amounts of sugar in them, the the sugary stuff that peaks and spikes your blood sugar. And the second one is making sure that you are reducing the amount of processed food that you have in your diet. Because the takeaways, the processed ready meals, those kind of things have got an awful lot of additives in them that your body doesn't need and your body struggles to process and that's going to have an impact on how you feel and how you digest your food how you sleep and it's just all so linked to your mental health so i always say when it comes to food is to eat your food in its most natural form that you can like the most unprocessed form so a really simple way to think about it is like having A sausage is a processed form of meat or having a piece of pork or a piece of beef or something like that or the difference between a chicken nugget and a chicken breast, for example. You want the food in its most natural form and that is going to be the best for your body, your gut, your mental health. And that was something that I took control over. Well, I say I, (laughs) it wasn't me, it was my mum. When I went to go and stay with my mum when I was struggling with postpartum depression, my mum was cooking me dinners she was making sure that I was eating regularly she was cooking me dinners that had lots of vegetables that were really good nutritionally so that I could fuel my body so that I could help my body to heal and that had a massive impact on on how I felt mentally it gave me more energy even when you know like I was still struggling at nighttime because I had a young baby but it just really really helped and I know that that's not easy but if you're in a situation where you're struggling and perhaps you're feeling overwhelmed with I don't know having a new baby or perhaps you're overwhelmed with all that's going on if you have got somebody who is saying how can I help you what can I do to support you in this time get them to cook you some food <laughs> like seriously I really think that is one of the best ways that we can support each other when we're going through hard times and it's one of the reasons why so many churches and, and mine included will do like meals for people who are struggling and you know we'll set up like a rotor and we'll deliver like hot food to people Food is so important when it comes to how you feel about yourself. So if you've got somebody you could lean on to cook you some dinners and take the pressure off your shoulders, you know, it doesn't have to be because you've got a young baby. Maybe you are having a really tough time at work and you're having to, you know, get loads of stuff done and you're relying on junk food. If you've got a friend or a family member who you could lean on during this hard time, get them to help you. Get them to cook you some food and, you know, cook you some healthy dinners so you're not going through the drive through all the time. Okay, my friend, we are hitting the 30 minutes, <laughs> so I'm going to wrap this up. I really hope that this episode has helped you. If you are struggling with depression, whether it's postpartum depression or depression in general, I really hope that this has helped you to identify that perhaps that is something you are struggling with. I hope it encourages you to reach out and get the help that you need. Or maybe you're listening to this episode and it makes you think about a friend or a family member who is struggling right now. Perhaps it might encourage you to reach out to them and offer them some practical support or pick up the phone and just say, hey, you know, you don't seem yourself right now. How can I help you? Is everything okay? You know, just showing that you care can be so significant and so important to people if they are in a bad place mentally. And if this is something that you have struggled with, perhaps it resonates with you. Like my inbox is always open. I love to hear from you guys. We really are a global community. Like this podcast is in like 94 different countries across the globe. And I would just love to hear where you are, what you're doing, your experiences. And also if there's anything else that you would like to hear on the podcast that would be of benefit to you, please jump into my emails. I would love to connect and hear from you and give me some ideas for episodes now just before we finish on the note of the importance of nutrition and exercise when it comes to your physical and mental well-being do not forget you can grab your spot on the weight loss framework with an amazing 40 percent discount right now click the link in the show notes, use the code that is in the show notes. That is valid until the 15th of November, 2022 and that goes, that shuts off at GMT, so like Greenwich Mean Time, so make sure that you go and snag that before that amazing, amazing discount ends, you get so much in the weight loss framework, tomorrow's episode you're going to hear a little bit more about the weight loss framework, and what it includes, and a bit more information about those amazing discounts, but there is only a limited number of spots available, so make sure you go and grab your spot on the weight loss framework now I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode have an amazing day my friend thank you for listening hope you like it leave my mummy